nice. Well, here we are. We're in our new Comedy Estonia studio. And not only are we in the new studio, we've got the new gear. Yeah. Daniel, what do you think of this gear? Well, uh, I walked in here and I thought, oh, who, who paid for this sweet gear <laughs> that Joe Rogan also has? Like the same, same ones. And turns out that uh, we did. Yeah, it turns out it's you. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, bought yeah. it. It's uh, all yours. Because Roger and Ari voted for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's good. I'm still going to use it. So <laughs> there's, it's very there's democratic. No, I remember Ari was eating a, a spaghetti at Wapiano when he was with his stumpy fingers. You know, he, has, he bites his nails all okay. day. Yeah. And he was just sending message of approval. <laughs> ordering it and then we just kept eating spaghetti like nothing happened nothing happened hey guys we just yeah. dropped thousands of euros yeah don't worry about it yeah 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 no, it's cool i like living at my parents <laughs> yeah super <laughs> awesome gear uh i like i like the studio now we've got these little lights on us here yeah we got, like this is some proper shit now no, no, we have a studio now in uh, Tallinn and one in Tartu, which isn't our studio, but we can use it anytime. True, again, again Chloe, we've got one there. Yeah, because in Tallinn, where we spend most of our time, it's the best place uh, to record because that's where most of us are present at most time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we haven't had like a proper studio. And I guess it's problematic to record anywhere, anywhere else. Yeah, uh, you got to have... Like I'm trying to work out what to do. I want to go to Japan. I'm trying to work out how to record with some some people that I want to meet over there, like some fucking YouTubers and podcasters and shit. And uh, yeah, it's very hard to know what to do in a public place. Like lapel mics, do we sit at the McDonald's? Are we going to hear like crazy Japanese people yelling in the background? How are you going to find a space? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa okay. Two whoa. minutes in and your Australian comes out. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is why you deserve the bushfires. True, we do yeah, deserve the bushfires. Crimes against humanity. Oh my this God. Is- I could either be, what are my goddamn choices in life right now? I can either be in Australia and burn or I can be in Estonia and freeze. Yeah. I have nowhere good in the world to go. My two places are basically the extremes. I mean, you can go to Thailand where the prostitutes are. Mm. I mean, they're going to run out of water soon. So in Thailand or in Australia? Yeah, yeah in, in Thailand. Oh, in Thailand's running out of water? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. What's that, some? That's like a week old article, I think. Okay. I think most Asia is actually- Running out of water. I think if there's going to be a next war, it's going to be because of- it's gonna be because of drinkable water, right? It's not because of missiles or because Donald Trump, you know, killed somebody, or no, it's not because of the you know, guns. No, no, no. But nobody actually wants war uh-huh. unless it's because of some resources that are actually important for the environment. Because you know who wants war? The news media. You and your dirty news media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming all up scam. with your clickbait. It's all scam. It's all a scam. Yeah, it's all trauma. Because I know when I worked in the media, I was super happy someone died. I can go home early. That's all the clicks. You've done it. Yeah. When Juice World died, the rapper, at 21 of age, I was ecstatic. That's like all of my clicks came from that day. Yeah. And yeah, tragedy for media is awesome. But nobody talks about yeah, the good things. How is that business going to survive? Like, I don't get it. Like, is it... My impression from the outside is all media is just crazy shit on the inside. Like just newspaper, they're mm. all running around. Ah, try this. Oh God, click, yeah. click, wow. God, <laughs> try it. Maybe the, have you heard about the podcast? Put on some <laughs> podcasts. We've heard that's like, they've got no idea. Like, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know, like that, that they say a lot, what will happen to journalism because, you know, everyone can be a journalist these days. Yeah, I- any Just fucking every, idiots can go e- buy expensive microphones. Everyone has a phone, uh, er, information moves so fast, oh you know, God. they have like, the Iranians are saying, no, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't shoot down the plane and there was a guy with like a smartphone. No, I filmed all of it. <laughs> I like how you're, when you do accents, it's not racist. No, no, it's- uh, It's because I do the Asian accent better. It's only racist because okay. I do it so well. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm 116th Iranian. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know. Wow, I didn't know that about Ayatollah yeah. Weinberg's Aini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vine Aini. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Every Everyone can be a journalist, but- I I think those uh, mm, what purpose those uh, editorials have is having some credibility. You know, if you read something and you check, oh, it's from ABC News, it's probably fact checked. So I guess that's uh, like the only reason to re- still li- read news media. So okay, but we're getting into some. <laughs> are you ga- you are you gainfully employed right now? Oh no, I'm unemployed. Unemployed. I'm painfully unemployed right now. <laughs> you look at so someone's out there looking for a position. Yeah, Daniel Weinberg can help them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to a job interview in RR. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Andrew White was the. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he was the an o- uh, open micer. Yeah, yeah. Way yeah, back yeah. then, but uh, departed from our group with uh, bad blood, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I never understood. Yeah, uh, uh, it, it was a thing with. Uh, if it's person, we don't have to discuss it. I think it was something to do with the previous owner of a bar in Deliskivi. Oh, yeah, okay. they had like a falling over. Oh, really? Okay, it was back, something like back that. Back when wasn't we it? didn't have a falling over with the guy okay. of the bar. God, we were having a falling over with everybody it, back in the day. There's been a lot of falling overs. There's been a lot, of, but le- you know what? The good thing, less recently. Yeah, yeah, there there have been less recently. We don't have the fallovers anymore. Yeah. Which I like, but okay, fair enough. So yeah, Andrew, I was with us. Yeah, I mean, shit was pretty crazy back then. We didn't quite have our shit together. We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't like kind of know. I think it was even more back then when like, because we didn't know that was going to be, this was going to be a thing. We didn't know. Before we understood this is a professional thing. Then I think after a while we got professional and we just pulled our shit together. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, you we, went we to get, ER. Uh, yeah, I went to ERR and... I'm not sure. Sometimes you know when you go to a job job interview, and you realize pretty quickly, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to work here mm-hmm. ever. Like you can feel this uh, <laughs> this energy of just abusive managers or something. Like you see wor- some workers crying, people yelling at each other, even more than regular media. Yeah, even more. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I had a job in Uhtulet, and they were super chill. Like I, I took it for granted. Uh-huh. by how how good the work environment was there everyone was so like like no one took themselves too seriously so there was no none of that abusiveness or anything but, but and do you think that's something that comes from uh being a public public office public broadcaster like they're all government employees essentially yeah 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 i mean they take themselves super seriously yeah, yeah of course so that's one of the reasons yeah I, I accidentally said fuck during the interview. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I cursed and said like, oof, that's the, that's the comedian in me. Yeah, but you, at least you're a, not on air. It's not being yeah. broadcast or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not, but it's not a good look either. <laughs> yeah, they asked me what's the capital of Turkey. Did you know? Yeah, Ankara. Is it? Oh, yeah, shit, yeah, is that yeah. a trick question? Because you're supposed to say Istanbul. Yeah, I killed it. Oh, you're all Killed it. it. You know, 
Ask me what's the capital of Australia. What's the capital of Australia? Canberra. Some burnt fucking place. That's the capital yeah. these <laughs> days. It's on fire. How, how, how does it make you feel? Oh, Australia? The bushfires, yeah. Should I answer seriously? Yeah, answer seriously. Probably I should oh. answer seriously. Yeah. You know what? It I found it affecting me, actually. I found it like... Because like I hadn't been paying attention, I guess that much. Because like fires happen all the time. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, whatever. It's bushfire season again. Uh, my dad used to be in the volunteer bush bushfire brigade. So they like their local community. They would have a big truck and drive around and fight fires and shit. And it's just like something to do for old men who don't have anything else to do. Yeah. And <laughs> sounds like a noble profession, but do yeah, go, do yeah. And. So at first I was like, yeah, whatever, shit's burning. It always burns, whatever, it's happening. But then it kind of goes on and on. And then it was like last weekend, I started to sit down and actually, or maybe the weekend before anyway, I started to actually sit down and go like, oh wait, this shit's fucked up. Yeah, it's been going on for, yeah. it's still going on. <laughs> There's a lot. I checked out like the fires are nowhere near my parents' place. So you're like, all right, fuck it, doesn't matter. And- <laughs> It was starting to get to me like quite deeply. It was when, because the prime minister of Australia is a bit of an idiot and uh, he hasn't really been doing much. He was like, no, 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 what fires? What fires? Yeah. What climate change? Climate change? <laughs> How could that possibly be linked to fires? I see no connection yeah. between climate change and extremely hot I weather. I think he went to Hawaii. Yeah, that was it. Huh? it. Turns out half the politicians were on holiday. They all just went, nah, fuck it. Yeah. We all left. So he's just sitting in Hawaii and uh, and then he gets back and then he's like, yo, I'm going to get Navy into this. For mm. some reason, that was it. We haven't deployed the Navy in peacetime. Yeah. Like ever. Like we haven't been a country for that long and we've never deployed the Navy. And all of a sudden now we're doing that. I read an article today that there was an, I, I don't know what kind of article this was. It wasn't, there's an isolated pub somewhere cut off from the rest of the country by the bushfires and the Navy delivered kegs of beer to the pub yeah. so that the pub could keep on going. A Navy ship. Huh. That, that is the, the crucial supplies that my people needed. Yeah, the, yeah, the people deserve the fires, but the animals don't. <laughs> That's what I'd say. Like the people really had it coming. Oh, we do. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so great. Like we're, we're such cunts in Australia yeah. that the fire is, so, we're so stupid that we cause this huge fires, the climate change. We don't listen to like the, the Aboriginal people who have all these good ideas about how to do the backburning and how to like stop it, right? We don't listen yeah. to them. Why would we listen to them? But then there's so much smoke that it's also covered New Zealand. Okay. That's awesome. That's what a massive <laughs> pack of cunts we are. We don't only wreck our own country. We're just going to stuff it up for like, our closest friends across the water as well. Yeah, you're just happy that you covered sun for someone else. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the silver lining you see. <laughs> sun. I either get the cold or the sun. That's all. It's hot, heaven or hell. Yeah. Living in these two countries. Did you, did you donate to the fires? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I say yes, will that get me? Am I, I a bad person? Said no. Am I a bad person for not? I mean, I did like I found I? I found the fires affecting me too because I saw like a video of a burnt koala, uh. not knowing where to go, <laughs> just looking left and right, mm. and you know it it did touch me, and I have some free money right now, but I didn't send anything. <laughs> I I sort of like forgot for a second. 
I thought you were about to be like a better person than me, but okay. Yeah, no, no, I started watching well. a video or something, and uh, yeah, yeah, my um, girlfriend sent like a, do- a donate link because uh-huh. she had heard me boast about that I have some free money right now, <laughs> and she said, "This is what you can do with it," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow." <laughs> so they were. It's in two days. This was your mistake, <laughs> boasting to your girlfriend that you got free money. Yeah, Yo. yeah. No. Yo, I'm big pimp, and she's like, "Where's my dinner, bitch?" Oh uh, no, 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 no. She's not like that at all. No. She's annoyingly uh, self-sufficient. Oh, yeah. Okay, one yeah. of the one of those types. Huh? Yeah, one of those types. Not not mm. like in a feministic way, but in a way where you can't like you can't use your wealth as emotional leverage in the long term. You can't use the whole Weinberg's wealth. Yeah, with yeah, the leverage yeah. over her, the vast yeah, yeah, yeah. fortune as it stretches from land to land. Yeah, doesn't influence her. She's an amazing individual for no, not you can't, you being can't. swayed by that, you know, huge fiscal responsibility that you look after. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm super like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm starting to be more and more honest by how self-centered I am exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, just uh, I- even when the Iran thing happened and people were sort of getting um like tweeting, ah, oh, this is the new Franz Ferdinand. You know, this might be oh, yeah. World yeah, yeah. War III. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be like, oh, that's great new band. Oh, yeah, yeah, historical yeah, yeah. figure. That's, uh, yeah, that's the guy who started it all. Um, History lessons from Daniel yeah. Weinberg. Actually, no. He Next was, up, what caused World War II? Some silly guy in a mustache. Was it World War II or, or was it one? That was one. Okay. Oh, Franz, Fer- Franz Ferdinand was the guy who got shot. Yes, by that caused World War One. Gavrilo Princip. Good. I don't What's know the name that. Of the guy? I don't know, man. I didn't learn that. Yeah, European it was some, just some guy. Anyways, yeah, we literally didn't learn any European history <laughs> in school. We were too busy worrying about bushfires and koalas. I mean, it ineffectively, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't get me anywhere. Yeah, I should have yeah. learned about Hitler and Franz Ferdinand. Would have got me further. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, where was? Yeah, I'm starting to realize. Even when the mm. Iran thing happened. And I, I, I gotta admit, I did get like when I read on the news that they, uh, that uh, Trump killed the quasi Soleimani okay. guy. Mm-hmm. I was oh shit, because that's a, that's like uh, that's like the Lennart Meri of Iran. Oh, is he? Okay, <laughs> no, like he's number two. Yeah, sure. That's not far from just killing their supreme leader. Wait, Lennart Meri's not number two of Estonia. No, no, some uh, years ago. Some years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, but in terms of uh, influence. Right. But he, Oh, okay. But are you saying that, is Lennart Meri still alive? No, 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 no. He died in like 10 years ago. I th- no, okay. no, more, more. Like 15 years ago. Okay. They don't name but, airports but, after but, but, but like in terms of like people. Yeah, like symbolic. Uh, uh, like he was... Uh, he was this uh, really, really influential guy. Like he mm. fought on the front lines of the Iranian army against the Iraqis, everyone, and was he got super uh, famous for that. And uh, never like he was this super religious, just a family man. Never like f- did a PR fucked up. He did fucked up things, but I sort of understand why the people saw him as such a hero. Because he did fucked up things for some other country, not against the Iranian people, probably. Yeah, 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 against okay. some other country. And he had uh, like a justified vendetta against President Trump. Sure. Not uh, big, just against America. Because uh, Iran actually was, when 9-11 happened, Iran gave a lot of uh, usable intel to US for finding uh, uh, Osama bin Laden. 
and Quasi uh, Quasi Imani was actually like the, a front guy mm. fighting battles, finding information, fi- like just helping the US. And then uh, at some point, the US declared uh, the axis of evil, which is the countries who are uh, the axis of evil. Axis of evil yeah. And they added Iran there. Even though they were helping. Even mm. though they were helping. Yeah, the US is, uh, everyone's just, politicians are just such pieces of shits. Because we're all shitty, we can't get their oil. Yeah, we were doing good, and then I've been watching the I've been watching the history videos. I binge on YouTube history videos. Mm. I watch the history of Iran. I'm like, I'm so stupid. I'm like, I know three facts. I think I'm goddamn historian. All yeah, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. they got kicked out. They were doing really good, and they had the CIA led the coup. And then uh, they're like, the Iranians are like, who are these American motherfuckers? No, we want our oil for ourselves. And by the way, we're going back to religious extremism. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so sad every time you see like uh, pictures from that area from like the 70s. Everyone's wearing short skirts, smoking mm-hmm. cigarettes, doing disco. They weren't that like, but now they're, yeah, sand people. <laughs> uh, it's oh, sad. they're it's sand sad. people. Well, oh, let's well, not well, be racist. Well, wait, how? We not be racist. How is that? <laughs> Did you, how did you add just Japanese into there? No, because I, I, I satirize you for saying oh, racist okay, stuff. Okay, okay. I say racist well, is bad. You say racist, no well, problem. It was, this more, is it was more a, a StarCraft reference. Oh. Uh, not a StarCraft one, a Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, Star Wars. The Sam people, like the Jawas. Yeah, but what, what, what I wanted to say actually yes. was about my self-centeredness. <laughs> when I read the, that they killed the uh, number two of Iran, which for every... On, uh, other country is like a justified act of war like you're gonna get war when you kill like imagine if you killed the vice president mike pence for example sure you get that, war war's coming baby yeah yeah that was uh soleimani was the mike pence of okay. iran okay and they fucking trump killed him while eating kfc or something yeah uh actually it was ice cream and meatloaf oh that's what we've heard yeah from cnn mm-hmm. It's so, so so weird. It just sounds like a book or something. I feel like I can't... I just don't believe anything I hear anymore. Yeah. Like Trump was eating ice cream and KFC and strippers were dancing around. And I don't... Like, I'm like, okay, did that actually happen like that? Yeah. Like, oh, Trump did this. Uh, the decision to kill him was just like option D at the bottom of a bad PowerPoint presentation. And Trump accidentally kind of went with it. Like, really? Yeah. Like, is that what happened? Like... Uh, what the fuck? I can't believe any, like, I, I don't know anymore. Like, was he, I mean, how this guy mm. was, he was good, but he wasn't, he was good. So he wasn't a great guy, the dude who got killed. But anyway. But he didn't quite deserve to get a missile in the back of his head. Yeah, he was basically like every person in power. Okay. Okay, correction, every boomer in power. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it was just, because nobody actually cares about the things they fought for. Mm. Like, no, no young people actively care about the Iranian red flag of vengeance that they put up. Imagine what a policy that your country has a flag of vengeance. So they fly the flag and then you got to get out there and be like, we will take the vengeful act. We're coming for you. Yeah, but there's also like a whole generation of young people who grew up with the internet Mm. who are like, let's not. Let's (laughs) not do that. Who would Estonia do that after? Like, who's uh, no one's really annoying. I mean, besides Russia, but mm. Latvia would like would putting it, up. If Latvia killed, like, uh, shit, I don't know. 
Martelme. This is what we can't do. Yeah, 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 right. You you name taking out any one of those top politicians and most people are going to be partying. Yeah. Like we're not like, oh. Nobody cares. Oh, guess what? Yuri Ratas just got taken out by a scud to the scud missile in the back of the head. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. But, uh, you know. Yeah, like, Iran had 11 million people at the funeral. <laughs> and like uh, 30 to 50 people got trampled. Right. Because there were so many people at the funeral. Fuck. But I don't think ASIC would even feel like Vabaduseveljak if our president <laughs> or someone like who? was assassinated. Yeah, maybe the president, okay. Yuri, not. Nah, Mart, not. Nah. Yeah. Like, who else in there? Because nah. say what you want about the Iranians. They're super unified. Well, that's something. They got that religious you know, zest. Yeah, yeah. Zeal that gives it to them. The pizzazz. We just can't get like, we're just like, yeah, okay. Like, you, could, you a politician went down. Okay. Like, it's not, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. But we don't, but none, of, but none of our politicians are like superheroes right now. Yeah. Like, no one's a superhero. That's why the only reason I was questioning if you were talking about knocking off old Kirsty because like, she is kind of like- She's like no, I think she's awesome. The yeah. ras- rational person's hero yeah. right now, doing you know out there fighting the good. No, she's fight. a very very impressive person. Mm. And uh, but yeah. besides that, the rest of the like the actual government government. Yeah, I mean, just it's democracy just doesn't work. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, let's uh, yeah. let's go back to that date. Well, so what? Communism didn't work. Well, I was actually gonna oh, say what? about my uh, like just my egotistical. Oh yeah, we were thinking. trying to get to your egotistical thinking. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, yeah. when I read on the news that uh, imagine if there's gonna be no actual payoff now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm waiting just, for these punchlines. Yeah, I feel one. super intense now. But 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 yeah, when uh, when I read on news, oh shit, they kill like a general with a with a like so anticlimactically as well, and like my thought wasn't that oh. Okay, now China and Russia have uh, met with the Iranian leadership mm. and agreed to help if need be. And I'm like, fuck, this is like World War Three shit. And my thought wasn't that every like my country is gonna die, my family is gonna die. But my thought was about my immediate plans being cancelled. <laughs> like I'm not gonna see my girl uh, in two days. And I'm sad about that. I'm not even sad about that. I'm not going to be able to pursue my career as a stand-up. I was just sad about like the most instant gratification that I'm not going to get. This motherfucker has interrupted my day. My smoothie is not yeah, coming out on time. Exactly. Like th- he has interrupted my short-term selfish plans yeah. with starting the biggest atrocity known to mankind. Uh-huh. And that really made me think... Like what? How good a person am I really? Mm. I yep. think no, no, not not much better than much people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just what do we say to that anecdote? I think yes. that's the sound the rocket made when it hits on a mining. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. yeah After that, the rocket's it, done. Yeah, that's how it sounded when the uh, Ukrainian plane got shut down. What's this button do? <laughs> that's when Putin shows up afterwards. And yeah. he's like, yes, hello. No, we have no interference in rockets. Oh, great leader. <laughs> he were, uh, it was, by the way, uh, Russian, uh, allegedly. 
Oh, really? The Russians? They love shooting down no, those no, planes, no, don't not they? Not Russians, but Russian-made rockets. Oh, of course. So, well, they made all the rockets because either you're buying them yeah, from America or you're buying them from Russia. So say what you want about Russian weaponry. Actually, really good. Yeah, one of the best <laughs> works gonna, of... That's, hit you in the back of the head. That's what Russians are good at. Uh, depressing literature <laughs> and weaponry. Wait, I'm gonna. Uh, we're going to take a little break. Yeah. Uh, I got to go to the toilet because I have the bladder of a water balloon. Wait, does that have a large capacity or not? Anyway. Th- does the toilet work here? No, you've got to go upstairs now. Oh, okay. Okay, we'll get you back in a moment. Nice. So, we've got the recording going again. We've got the new gear. Yeah. Um, new gear, old bladder. It is. Oh, I'm terrible. Um, Have so you how's your pro- prostate? Uh, you mean besides, you know, when I wake up at seven in the morning, is that does that count as checking your prostate? When you put your finger up your bum? Yeah. I think that just counts as self-pleasure. Sure. It's not really a medical operation, I would say. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> how's the... Um, it's been so long, Daniel, since we've, we've caught up. It's been so long since you were sleeping on my couch. Yeah. It's those, yeah those it's are the been days. Months. It's, it's been, been months. It's been months. Um, where are you staying now? Or are you living at home? Uh, yeah, I'm living at home okay. right now. How are you feeling about living at home? In my room. I like it. Okay, all the room. I mean, you're back in the room. The Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good as in... It's like a video game when you have like a base where you go when you die. <laughs> you know, like your parents' place yeah. is like... Uh, you played RuneScape, it's like Lumbridge. Okay, I haven't played <laughs> RuneScape. <laughs> if you, like, if you die uh, in-game, then that's where you wake up with all your stats... And your, money, <laughs> and your money gone, and you sort of you sort of start building up again. Sure, okay. That's what parents' place is for me, and I mean for a while it's uh, it's nice, you know, it's relaxing not to have uh, not to have the obligations of uh, Brent yeah. on you, because yeah, you can. It's yeah, it's shitty to rent actually. You pay. Oh, dude, I had to move recently. I had to. I've got to pay. Wait, like you more. moved out of the apartment? Sorry? You you moved? Yeah, I moved out of my apartment. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I got, uh, yeah, because they sold it. Okay. Whoever the owner was, uh, they wanted to sell it. So I had to go. Oh, okay. And uh, I had to go really quickly. So they found me another apartment. I moved into that. Um, but yeah, now I pay more for a smaller place. Huh. But because that, but that place, I'd been in for so long. I'd been in there for over eight years. Right. In that previous apartment. That the guy said, like, for sure, I'm the longest. That's the longest renter they've ever had. Yeah. Like, 100%. And then he, then I told him what my rent was. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was still only paying 440 a month. And he's like, what? Okay. You are paying how much? And I'm like, yeah. it's your fucking agency, dude. Yeah. You didn't know that? He's like, no, oh, I didn't no, know that's that. That's outrageously low. For, right. Oh, outrageously That, that wasn't low. like an apartment. That was more like a tiny house. It was. It, it had was two, so nice. Yeah, it had two bathrooms and two floors. <laughs> and- Basically, if you want two bedrooms and 440 and in the center of the city, mm. like next to Bolt, next to the headquarters yeah, the place. of Bolt. Yeah, so I can't. So anyway, now I live over the train line in Tondi. Huh. It's it's all right. I got a deck, which will be useful in what, four more months yeah, or okay. something. There's a grill. That'd be nice. Sauna. I'm going to the sauna. The sauna's mm. pretty good. You have a sauna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have you sauna. have another couch? couple of times I do have another, I have the same couch. Oh, okay. Because the couch that, as I explained in the last podcast with Caleb, 
this couch that we're sitting on used to be in that apartment. Okay. That that was the like the couch that was in there. And I went in and went like, oh, this couch is- I uh, just took the couch. I was like, yo, this couch, pretty <laughs> shitty, man. Ooh, you know, do you think you can get rid of that couch? Don't think I want to sit on that couch. Okay. And then he's like, yeah, okay, we'll get rid of you if you move in. And then a couple of days later, I contacted him and went, hey, guess what? I can solve the problem for you. Yeah. I'll take the couch away. Yeah, awesome. And he's like, oh, you've solved my problem. This is great. Yeah, the and coach so- did have- uh- Suspicious stains and so everything. Now, but now that's my couch. Yeah. So the red one is in my place and this white one was what was originally in my apartment. I think it was, uh, was it the same coach they used in the original casting couch videos? That was it, yeah. I, yeah that's where I got yeah. it from. I didn't that's buy it new from Ikea. Yeah. That's where no, I slept I like, from. Oh, you get good deals, man. Yeah. Good deals. Don't worry <laughs> about this. That's what it's called. Don't worry about the stains.com. Yeah. Is the place. Don't don't bring a UV light. No, no UV light. Thankfully, I'm not into that shit. How's the, um, how's the podcast going with Roger? How are you? Yeah, it's going good. Mm. Uh, there's been some, you know, podcast is like any marriage. Uh, there's ups and downs and you got to work out some, because you, you're talking to uh, another person. Uh, you're you're obligated to talk to another person. You can't just sit there in silence. You, yeah, you can't quit. You can't mm. take a break. So sometimes you do, uh, like you, you, you do get into a situation where maybe one topic interests you and another doesn't and also other things and you're not always in life uh fit to um, uh, record the entertaining audio Mm. for someone to listen i mean it's a skill you acquire over time to like sort of push down all of your sadness (laughs) and be uh jovial for a second does this make you worried like are you like oh i'm feeling like shit but i gotta go record do you get like a little worried about that Mm. Not anymore. I mean, we're doing uh, good now. I think Rocker and I are we're gonna go to the next level in like the like the previous episodes we recorded were super awesome. Like the ones before that, we 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 like argued and had a uh, had some fights. Uh, but you know what? We still uploaded it because yeah, that's uh, that's part of our thing. We just it's rawness that's the realness yeah okay yeah, I, I heard that for some reason i heard that someone was telling me that you guys were arguing on the podcast yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean I, how, what's what's more entertaining than that probably that, nothing no that's drama because yeah, yeah that's drama that's like reality tv shit but not fake how are you finding the topics to talk about um i mean there's always new things happening in the world and you're both developing as people and as long as you're both growing personally, you'll always have things to talk about, I guess. Mm. Every week. I mean, that's, but that's, that's the challenge, isn't it? Then, I mean, there are hour-long episodes as well. True. Okay. We've already been going and for we, like 40 minutes we here. Do a, so. We do a little promo stuff. And it is, I mean, there's so, so many things to talk about, really. Okay. You just got to... Yeah, you're, you're going to get into a momentum. Uh. The world is so full of things to discuss. You know, because what you you were saying to me, I think the one thing we were talking about before that we have in common right now is that the battle, the ever present battling with addiction, yeah, and that the the wacky tobacco, the green leaf, yeah, is always a struggle in all of our lives, and uh, the the good and the bad. Yeah, that it's, comes I with mean, it. it's like a simple answer. What's that? What is just, the answer? Just smoke up. <laughs> yeah, just smoke. I was hoping for some like you know, like you just got to make the choice, man. No, just 
hit the bong. You just take Cypress Hills. Chuck, no, I mean like any any easy decision. It's the wrong one, you know. <laughs> I mean, but you've quit for a bit, right? Uh, I mean, I like to think that I quit for good. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, I just. Uh, but you, you still quit. I just didn't want to like. I just realized that I haven't asked you for about a week and a half whether you quit still. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. Want to suddenly, still, I still didn't want to make it like, hey, Daniel, yeah, you're still yeah, not, yeah. Uh, you know, that big life change that you made? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're still yeah, doing yeah, that yeah. thing? No, and you'd be like, no. Yeah, I think this time I, right now. I mean, that would be justified because I've tried to quit like tens of times, but I sometimes get to like day two or day three. I being a daily smoker for... Uh, Jesus Christ, like years. fucking, yeah, like six, seven years. No, 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 eight years. Weirdly, I've been addicted to weed as much as I've done stand-up. So there might- <laughs> There's no connection there whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, there might Absolutely. be. Absolutely. There might be some connection. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> but- Ever since you've known Sandro, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah. I think I, I did a line at Roast, as uh, at the Roast as well. Yeah. Uh, that was actually my closing line at the roast of Sander Oigos. You know, I started, I uh, got into stand-up where I, when I was uh, like, a, like a kid, like 16, and you were my idol, and that's my, why my life is so fucked up now. Because <laughs> I got all the wrong idols. Yeah. I had all the wrong idols. Should have like, picked like uh, Koitoma or something, maybe Lise Lemsalo. No, no, Koitoma no. did also have a problem. Oh, with, he's got the depression. Yeah, yeah, alcohol yeah, okay. addiction. Oh, he's had that, yeah, but he's depression. working through it. He's a good person. Yeah, of course, yeah. He's working through it. We're all good. We're all sweetie pies. We're all good people. Yeah. Well, that's nice that you... Because it is that, that... I mean, it's the intersection of the lifestyles that we have being artists... Yeah. Uh, of the weather and the the shittiness. Well, it is for me anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm medica trying to medicate through the winter and it wasn't helping. I had to stop that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the winter and then the lifestyles that we lead. I mean, because it's either... I find that uh, you can... It's not so much about the individual substance. It's the inner need inside of you. Yeah. And that I will very easily find something else to become addicted to so the weed i've been having a little smoky smoke occasionally like once every week or something like that just a little bit but even that i'm like then i do it and i'm like i don't feel good why did i do that yeah. and then i remember very clearly for about six and a half days and then on the on the on the half of the end i go mm, i feel great you know what would be great right now uh and then you go back into that. It's still a little bit in that. Cycle. Yeah, I, I can't do that. Uh, like the, uh, smoking once a week thing. Mm. I've I've tried. Why not? Why doesn't it work for you? Because if I have it, I do it. You know, okay, if yeah. I have it in my uh, drawer or something, I just yeah, I've, I feel like doing it. I do it. So it's easier for me to be in what in one extreme or the other. Mm. But yeah, you do get addicted to other things, but. Uh, you, it, it doesn't have to be like a negative thing. You can be addicted to good things, like positive things, like exercising and books. Sure, okay, you got to turn it around. But that's clean heroin. <laughs> those things. It sounds clean. a little bit like, uh, yeah, like like up in the stars, airy fairy. Like, just get addicted to the good things instead, I mean, guys. Yeah. Get addicted to kale. Just so because I mean, like kale doesn't yeah. make you feel awesome for about ninety minutes no, every it, day. It, it doesn't, but and all those things are connected, I guess. 
like if you're if you eat a certain sound if you eat uh vegetables and uh fucking peas i think they are cauliflower <laughs> whatever those know. healthy people eat i don't know what they yeah, eat yeah, yeah i just i think they're, co- they're connected because like when you're doing healthy shit you got to do all kinds of stuff. You like got to do so many things. You'll do so many different yeah. things. When you're, when you're addicted to something, you just need it. Yeah, you just need one thing and you don't care. You're good you to can, go. You can eat chips for breakfast. Doesn't matter. You're going to feel fine. Yeah, no later. relationship. Doesn't yeah. matter. Not exercising. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I got the stuff. But when you're being yeah. healthy, you got to do the exercise. Then oh, you got to yeah. eat properly. Then you're like, oh, I'm going to have to go find myself a decent and proper relationship. Yeah. All right, I'll go do I that. I mean, you got to be a person. Oh, be a person. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? Right. You're going you're gonna to lead a more interesting life and you're going to be a better artist for it. Which is the irony of our situations, isn't it? Because we kind of view ourselves as degenerates. Yeah. These complete... Just out of uh, here's here's something I I had the same argument at first, but here's like um, mm, I I got it flipped on me when I told it to uh, Bibi, who's uh, the girl I'm dating right now. Okay, and because I I told her, oh, you don't understand. It's part of our uh, way of life, you know, smoking uh, weed. Uh, we uh, we are uh, living on the fringes of society. <laughs> And we uh, we think uh, differently, and uh, that is why we act differently. We smoke weed. That's part of our <laughs> little subculture. You go trying to justify uh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like her, but if your whole thing is to think differently, then why do you live by the what the society's expectation of who you should be is? Oh boy, oh. Like if the society expects an artist to smoke weed and you think, oh, I'm an artist and I smoke weed, you're actually conforming, you know? So that sort of, that really did make me think that, oh, maybe, because even if you look uh, in overall superstars, stand-ups, um, there are, I mean, <laughs> those th- those uh, things uh addiction and being an artist or a degenerate and being an artist they are they're not mutually exclusive is that the you um, can you can be they, go, they can be separate they can be separate yes yeah because if you if you look at for example who's the fucking Cristalia mm. stone sober very clean funniest guy ever yeah funniest guy ever so that's like a st- or uh Brian Regan Stone sober, doesn't even smoke. Just the funniest guy ever. I guess so. If you were like, I did, I didn't, I never really associated. Oh, I did. I mean, I get it, right? That we all want to have something, and I fall victim to that. I think the thing that I never quite, I was never quite in that same thing of like, oh yeah, I smoke weed because I'm a comedian. Yeah. I just went, all right, I'm smoking weed. Um, I do believe on some level, though, we are degenerates yeah. in some different way. I mean, I mean in define the, in that. Sel- in, the, in that selfishness and instant yeah. gratification way. Right, define that how you will, right? Yeah. Like, But there's something else like, because when I, I spoke to my girlfriend about that and I kind of just went, yeah, I'm a comedian, I'm a degenerate. And she's like, yeah, okay. And like, I mean, this wasn't my opening line, don't get me wrong. I wasn't <laughs> okay. just walking that's up your, in a bar that's and going, your Tinder bio. yeah, I'm a comedian, I'm a degenerate. Yeah. yeah. And like, you're not even a comedian anymore. I'm like, all right, fine. But I'm still a degenerate. But I still got the mindset that there's some, that it's more, 
I mean, it was trying to define, like, like define what that degenerate means. What do you mean by that? Because, mm-hmm. like, you've, dude, you've, I've cooked the bacon and eggs. I've just come back from the gym. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to do well. Like, why are you degenerate? And it's more like this. I guess it is that alternate thinking. Okay, different. Like, because, like, we, uh, or not. Um, no, it's not even. Uh, I'm not trying to say something alternate. It's. I guess I it was mean, just like we don't think like everybody else. Yeah, I, th- I think I have an example. Yeah, uh, like today, I went to the gym, and at the gym, I listened to an audiobook, uh, American author Roy Bradbury, forty fifty one Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah. Really interesting read or listen <laughs> if you have to think. But when I came, I came here. I I uh, bought a smoothie. Uh, smoothies are good for you. Mm, these are good things. Yeah, and then and then the I came here. Yeah. I felt like having a piss, and I just pissed on the street. <laughs> I think that's the part of, like, how you can, you know, you can, <laughs> you can shave a rat, but he's still a rat. You yeah, know? I think. I think it's somehow for me the, the the, I don't even know why. Maybe I just want to call it degenerate because I want to imagine myself as someone different to the rest of society in a way, which I understand we all want to do. Yeah, that many of us have this kind of feeling, but then I kind of describe it like it makes me. Like I was listening to, uh, I was listening to some Kanye West, and I'm like, I can't get into this shit anymore. Mm. Too much ego. Yeah, I'm listening to Graduation. I'm like, every song is like, yo, I got the biggest dick. Yo, good morning, big dick. Yeah, yeah. I got the car. I got this, and I get it. That's his thing. And it's like, and I used to love that music. Yeah, I used to love that. I don't know when I was working. I was all like, yeah, boy, this is it. I'm living the Isn't good life. Like Jesus stuff now? These days Jesus, he is, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should listen to his Isn't new Isn't like work. humility a big part of Christian Well, maybe I've got to listen to the new work. Yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I, so, Look, he's a man of contradictions. Yeah. But then, yeah, I just couldn't get into it anymore. I'm like, nah. Like, it kind of, degenerate is just like being okay with what's around you. Like, you don't need all this fancy shit. You don't need all this extra stuff. I just want to do my work. I just want to do my art. I don't care about your project. I don't care about your marketing campaign. I don't care about your office job or the regular shit that you guys tell yourself that you have to do. Yeah. I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And I, I don't think you have to be like a super egotistical to be a, to be a successful artist, which usually means a famous artist. Mm, not at all, no. And famous so. people, from my experience, uh, a lot of them, really unlikable people. <laughs> I, <laughs> and that's just Roger, Jesus. Yeah, no, 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 no Roger's. <laughs> comedians are actually, pretty much everyone I've met is super chill. Mm. Maybe, I don't know why it is, but I've, I don't know many, like, arrogant comedians. I think that's because you don't know many famous American comedians. Oh, okay. Not trying to say like I do, but I, like the, I think it's a lot like, because I was like, what, why would why do I think all the American comedians are all arrogant? I don't think they're all arrogant, yeah. right? I think that they just, when they come to Europe, they have no fucking idea what's going on in Europe. Oh, okay. And they are freaked. I'm like, just come. These are countries. Yeah, yeah. These are normal places. You land at an airport. You can go somewhere. It's really fine. There'll be a taxi. Don't worry about nothing. Yeah, okay. But they get still used, like they just sort of get out of place. Because that's. it's not that they're dicks. It's maybe that little bit of autism. Okay. That when that little bit of autism kicks in, that we also is a- 
well-known trait in our community. Okay. That when something's not right, they're like, even though they're, you know, and that's not arrogance. That's autism kicking in. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I think maybe it's, uh, yeah, they're a fish out of water. Yeah. Yeah. It amazes Uh, me endlessly how much the Europeans are, sorry, how much the Americans are weirded out by Europe. Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, Europe with your countries and your languages and your different sorts of food and, and your united money, but nevertheless. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get maybe arrogance in the way of, uh, why is this person I don't know backstage? Yeah. When I'm like a superstar selling out huge theaters, why do I have to talk to people who I don't, maybe, okay. Well, there is that. <laughs> yeah. But even at that level, like I've started even enforcing that for Ari shows. Yeah. Because uh, I noticed that in Helsinki, we did the gig there and we've, you know, we got that broom closet at the back yeah, of Manala yeah, yeah. there, right? And before Ari goes to do his hour, I realized there's there's Popov, there's uh, whoever, the, the Kimo's in there, Mikal's in there, someone else that we knew was in there. And we're all just talking, right? Because we're all friends, right? Yeah. We're all just talking. But then I came in, I'm like, yo, uh, Ari, do you need some space? And he's like, no, actually, I'm all right. Because I realized like this guy's about to go on stage Yeah. because we forget a little bit. And when our major, um, how to say, our major influence for up until now for who's been a solo big headliner is the forever chill Sandrigas, yeah, who has his own ways of finding his own space. But last night uh, when we had Ari's show at Venner, like I put a sign on the door that said artists only. Yeah, okay. So it's written in English. So, you know, I wrote it. So it means fucking business. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I made the that main room out the back there just for Ari Mikhail. Yeah. And like made sure that friends weren't just coming through. People wanted to leave their bags, left them in the other room, that there was a room. And I don't think that makes, that's not arrogance. Yeah, That's just you need, something you, you need. need. Uh, space in your head and you don't want to be nasty to anyone. Because yeah. uh, that so much of stand-up is adjusting your vibe. Like you can be, well, at least for me, even if your material is not that well in your memory, being in a good vibe and in a good mood is so important. And if, some, if something uh, messes with it, it messes with your, you're going to bring that vibe on stage. Mm. I mean, it, it, I guess it's similar to podcasting. You can learn how to uh, uh, suppress it and so do your job like a professional. But yeah, like stand-up is like, like unlike any other art in that way, I think, that it's so, uh, it depends on how you do it as well. But yeah, for me at least, it's like you... Uh, your soul connects. It's so with, easy with to tell soul. when someone's phoning it in. Yeah, yeah. It's so easy to understand that. And it's so easy to fall into that trap, I bet, if you're doing the same thing night after night, time after time, blah, blah, blah. It's like how to make sure that this is the 50th time that you're giving this performance. Yeah. How to make sure you're keeping that fresh. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, I think Ari had like a sore throat. A little bit, yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, it, it's so painful to listen to. Uh, like uh, a day before his Venagotori show, I heard him in Uxquik, uh, and it's so painful to hear. Imagine if you have, have a sore throat, like a red throat, and Ari's delivery. <laughs> it's not painful as in it doesn't sound good, but it's painful as in you feel for him. 
like how much he's hurting himself <laughs> when he's yelling and you hear his voice <laughs> crack a little and you're like, oh, that's gonna, you're, that's not gonna feel good in the morning. Yeah. I was almost like, I need this boy to have a good voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, but all right, all right. Yeah. So that is uh, stand up basically a big part of, uh, I mean, so much uh, work that goes into really doing it successfully. And I even like even I, <laughs> I, I, no, I as the as the touring the national touring comedian Daniel yeah, Weinberg yeah no I just it's like putting together a set, writing jokes, trying them out uh, at open mics. That's like the least uh, least uh, work, uh, the uh, the least time taking work you need. You know, you also need to promote yourself constantly and you need to keep yourself in a mindset where you can go on stage and yeah be the be the performer and you're not always there you're not always feeling no you're not always in that mindset yeah. that's part of i mean part of the because i haven't been doing much stand-up recently but also like because part of that like that mindset you said that is the, the many different things that you need to do as an artist to always keep pushing yourself these days yeah and like because i totally backed off from social media like I totally backed off from posting everywhere almost because like, you know, you're always flicking and scrolling all day yeah. long. Like I don't do it as much anymore. Not so much anymore, but I totally backed off from that. I mean, I get just information sickness. A little bit. Yeah. yeah and even just a little bit of like, you post a picture and then you go, Oh, am I getting the likes? Oh, am I doing it? Oh, I got to, I was like that. It was making me really anxious. It was yeah. making me really like, I just, it made me pull back a little bit. I mean, it, I'll take my my moment of uh, like I was having a go at you then for saying that you're Daniel Daniel Weinberg's yeah, yeah. grand touring comedian. My my moment of arrogance is that feel even uh, how to say it? I'm not famous, but yeah. that small level of people knowing me and the things that I do. Yeah, the Estonian D category stuff. D category shit. Even that was too much for me. Yeah, okay. I think I think I had a reaction to that over the last year, and I started to pull away even from that. Maybe a bit too far. Like constantly trying, always trying to get more likes, always trying to get more followers, always trying to keep up that image, yeah. and then being really recognized. And you know, people da da da. And not like not like it's a hassle. Don't get me wrong. It's not like people know you all the time, and that's a problem. Don't get me wrong. I really love all audience. I really appreciate the people follow. But I guess it's just. It's not, people aren't doing bad. It was just a minor reaction to being a D-list yeah. celebrity. And even at that okay. level, I felt myself being uncomfortable with the situation. Yeah, I just tried to put all my uh, eggs into the baskets that are strongest. <laughs> uh, it's a weird idiom. But yeah, like, I don't do the social media thing at all. I should. Uh, worry about followers and but i'm like when when i'm not doing a show putting posting that picture or something it's just i know it just goes against every part of me but i think i have i think that because what like uh yes okay as an artist you need to do that a bit right yeah, i know, you, I know. Uh, sure 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 and yeah. me too i hear that as well and that's what we and uh, this is kind of on my mind right now because we're doing the varaska tour 
which is like the new open micers and the yeah. be, their best of, and they're doing their first tour and learning what that. And I'm teaching them and I'm telling them about how much they got to post and how they got to always be talking about it. And that's certainly very true. Um, but then all things kind of change the more well known you get. Yeah. And the best example of that is Mr. Sandro Igas, who does not give a fuck yeah. about most social media. Doesn't give us shit for not doing more things on social media. And I'm like, dude, you go to, you go to Amsterdam, Amsterdam <laughs> every month <laughs> and your only post is like you at a weird angle or something. Right. Hashtag Amsterdam. But he's and, done it, but he's, but he's popular enough, yeah, yeah, right? And that's why yeah, I think- yeah. but, but that's because his followers seeked him out yes. and followed him like aggressively. Sure. But even for some, even for others, like the, if we don't have those aggressive followers, as you say, right? I still think you're doing a better thing with your podcast yeah. than you are by putting more shit up on social media. Yeah, that's what I hope. And getting like that. Yeah. So videos, like social media- that has substance. Yeah. Like not just putting up loads of pics and going, yeah, I'm at the show or a fucking 30 second Insta that's like duh, duh, duh. Like I would say podcasts and videos because that's yeah. like real content that someone can really get into. And so I don't think, you know, as your manager that self-appointed, yeah. that you're doing the wrong thing with your social media strategy. I think the podcast is something that will pay off longer yeah. and stronger. Oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah that's what I hope because I don't wanna I don't wanna put like little nothings uh online yeah. Yeah. all, all yeah. the time. Like pictures of my food or whatever. I know there's a super clever way of doing things. Like my Tiasnan, his posts it's are good really good. Yeah. But I, I guess I don't have that's not my strength. Mm. But I do like uh, the things that I do put online to be like, uh, well, like an extension of my art, you know, like I do a podcast. I've always wanted to, uh, ever since, like even before I listened to stand up, I listened to uh, all these funny radio shows from the US, and I always thought like, oh, I want to be a funny guy on the radio mm. or something. And I feel podcasting is a way for me to do it. And I really like doing it. So, yeah, I like to just focus on my strengths. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, that's why we've got this studio with these lights and this desk and the, the, the this expensive equipment yeah. in here now because we kind of believe that this is the way, right? This yeah. is the way. The more that we can show more of who we are, which is what I haven't been doing over the last couple of months because I haven't been feeling great, which I tend to yeah. pull back. Like you say, like you don't always... Like I kind of had a choice to pull back. Like you don't really have a choice to pull back. Pull back, which is what? a very good like to pull back inside oh. of yourself. Yeah, okay. Because you have the podcast, which yeah. is good. You've got to keep going with stand up. You got to keep doing that. You don't give yourself the choice. And I gave myself the choice to pull back. Yeah. And I pulled back a bit too far, and I kind of pulled back inside of myself. And I don't want to talk, and I don't want to like expose yeah, myself. It, it, I and mean, it takes time to pull yourself back out again. It's super hard. Yeah. To because when you start doing stand up and you listen to all those podcasts of Bill Burr talking about like when you decide to be a comedian, there's no turning back, mm. you can't even think about quitting. And you know, honestly, you really think <laughs> you really think that oh shit, 
I just went to from Tallinn to Tartu and from Tartu to Tallinn back uh, for, for I don't know how many hundreds of time. I've been doing it eight, eight years where I don't skip mics or anything. And, you know, sometimes there's periods where you don't feel creative and where you, where, where you just feel stuck and you're like, okay, I haven't written anything good in months. I've been doing mics. I'm still doing mics, but you know, it's but it's part of it. It's a struggle. It really is. And meanwhile, you live at your parents' place, and you look, <laughs> <laughs> you look at all the guys who were reading books in high school and who went to study on IT or something, and you see that oh shit, I like that stuff wasn't important to me when I made those really important decisions like uh ability to have a, your own place <laughs> or a stable income all those things and you, you you really do think sometimes that was this all right but i know then you do write something that you like and uh you come come off stage and you feel like you're exactly where you should be mm. so i know that's that's what bill Burr meant i guess that there's no turning back there's, it's gonna be a long, long run, and it's not gonna be a linear progression. You're gonna get some success, and you know you can go way down. You can get lower than you were before, even. And if you do things remotely right, maybe in the long, long, long picture, maybe you won't even be a famous comedian. Maybe you'll just, you know, maybe you'll just live off it, which isn't. Which isn't bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, I hear a lot of comedians are like uh, bitter. Uh, not in Estonia, but I mean, Estonia, there certainly are some. But I mean, in the US, in the Edinburgh Festival, yeah. you're just like bitter fucking comics who are like, oh, I've been doing it 20 years. Mm. And, you know, I'm not feeling the, that Carnegie Hall is not, you know, there's not even a call. But I mean, yeah, you. You have a wife and family, and that's your job, a stand-up comedian. If you're living from it, if yeah, yeah, they yeah, actually yeah, yeah. are. But, yeah, but if you are, if or, are, or even if you're part-time living of it, I mean, you're doing what you love, and you're getting money for it. Right. I, would ar- I would argue that they're, when I, I'm very happy that we're isolated from those things. I see those negative influences in different markets, those people yeah. that have been grinding away at stand-up, they're jaded. They're getting up, doing again. It's that same act they've always been doing. And in so many ways, I'm really thankful that we're we're, sh- we're sheltered from that yeah. out here because we just don't have that negative influence. Like we're all just like, yeah, we can do this. And that's mostly what it's about. Just this beautiful Estonian naivety for most things, which we're slowly losing, but we're still there. Yeah. And we just think we can do it and it's going to be all right. And because there's no one else around to tell us we can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's also uh, great because, yeah, in a way, we are in a vacuum, mm. and that sort of bites us. I think, uh, in a way, that we don't have many influences uh, that are even positive. You know, so that's sometimes I look at the new micers. Uh, most of them sort of are trying to do what Ari's doing, and. I get it. It's not like uh, it's not like uh, something that they do uh, intentionally, mm. but it's something that they like about comedy. And what you do on stage is linked to what you like. Mm. So yeah, when I used to watch a lot of Louis C.K., I kind of 
sounded or wanted to sound like Louis C.K. It's like very subconscious. And what's the saying that most art is, all art is imitation. Yeah. And that's true. And, you know, but but when you keep grinding, grinding, you'll find what like your core thing is. And you lose that. You lose, maybe it's just the starting point. Yeah. It's just the starting point. You lose that over time. Like if you get, if you keep on going and you keep dedicating yourself to this art, you will, the voice will come out. I mean, otherwise, well, hopefully, if it never comes out, this is the problem. Yeah. But it's fine. I mean, everyone, before that, everyone was trying to be like Sander. Before that, everyone yeah. was trying to like, I like everyone. Yeah, you're right. Without so many. But that's the thing. You have to, uh, you have to keep yourself alive and fun- like functioning as a person. Because that's, that's like a huge fuck up I did for a really long time where I would stand up above everything. And that meant stand up over uh, education, stand up over health, stand up over relationships. And I mean, there is some truth to that. Stand up will be the thing that will never abandon you. But also... Uh, if you're <laughs> if you're gonna reach that success, but you've been super unhealthy, you're not gonna really enjoy it. If uh, your brain is fucking, you know, the synapses are not working anymore. You've been doing drugs for years, and you just don't get the stimulation from it. And so, I know a big part of it is yeah, developing as an artist. But I think an equally big part is also developing as a person. And I think that's something I've uh, figured out uh, in recent times. Because I've had, I had a really rough um, uh, autumn. Just in terms of creativity, the same thing I talked about. I think I... I mean, I to, to me, I bombed the whole autumn tour, basically. Like bombing would mean that you get like the minimal amount of laughs. You, I mean, you, you obviously know how to, what the tricks are, how to always pull the, make the audience laugh. But uh, yeah, you don't get the, you don't get the laughs where people will remember you and seek you out at the show. So yeah, it's important to um, focus on the other fires in your life, and they will help. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, this is getting good, but however. Not to put stand-up over everything. Sometimes stand-up does need to come first. Yeah. And we do need to get ourselves out to last number for the last number open mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to get out there. And also the in the office next door, the guy's got a drum kit. He plays. Yeah. You could probably, I don't know if you probably hear this on the recording already, him banging away. No, that's actually our theme music. <laughs> Here's our theme music. <laughs> <laughs> but let's... um. Let's do it, man. This is a short little hit from uh, hit from us. Thanks for coming in, dude. And uh, let's go do the open mic. Yeah, all right, man. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. Uh, hopefully, next week, I'm going to have the eg- enigmatic Mr. Tim Reedy from Ireland. I have some sort of written confirmation that he wants to come into our studio. I can't wait to hear Tim's stories. That should be coming next week. Thanks for listening, guys. See you soon. Yeah. Seize your bushfires. <laughs>